Welcome to the Gift of Gab. I'm your host, Gabby Grahek. This is episode 20, two, zero. I can't believe this is the 20th episode, partially because I set out with, with no real goals. It was just to try, just to try. I picked up this microphone when it was on sale on Amazon. I know how to use GarageBand, and that's literally the birth of this podcast was I've got some stuff to say. I have a personal goal of speaking on stages. A podcast would be great practice for that. And here we are, 20 episodes later. I have filled all this time. (laughs) I've come up with all these different topics, and initially... I set the goal of doing 12 because I found a statistic that said 90% of podcasts pod fail at 12 episodes. And so I said, okay, I'm going to make it to 13. That was really the only goal I set for myself. It wasn't a follower goal. It wasn't um, like a person to interview that I wanted to, to hit a certain level of notoriety or anything like that. It wasn't that my, my KPI, my key performance indicator for myself for this hobby project was literally just commit to making it to 13. And execution is something that I really have to work on. I know it's a growth area for me. It has been my whole life. My head loves to live in the clouds and ideate. Like that is why I'm so great at strategy and just having these aha moments and getting in a room and brainstorming with people and just letting all those ideas float around until a really good one smacks us in the face. But getting down and putting my hands on pen and paper and creating the thing and doing the thing and being consistent, whether it's a workout plan or um, like a home improvement project or hell, even just doing home chores I am not good. I am. It is not my strength. I can do it. I will procrastinate though. But I and I so I'll do it. But it's just not in like a typically proactive, <laughs> healthy way. And so I know this about myself. I know that I have lots of good ideas. I'm real. I'm pretty good at organizing ideas and making plans. Also, I would put them exactly in that order: planning, I or ideating at the top coming up with, wow, wouldn't it be great if this, or I'd really love to do fill in the blank. Second is the plan. I love filling out a plan. Give me some highlighters and a planner. I love to write stuff down and cross stuff off lists. So give me something handwritten, hard copy, and I will write you a plan. I love doing that. I loved doing that in my social strategy jobs too. I love it as part of the project management role of my current job, like making the plan. But the execution of the plan, again, I do it. Deadlines are my best friend. If I don't have a deadline, I will let things linger in the ether. So creating these deadlines and sticking to them, I have seen through working on this podcast so much growth in that space for me, in the execution space. And I think part of that was just setting that short-term goal of I'm going to make it to 13 episodes because I'm going to beat the statistic of 90 episodes, or just not 90 episodes, blah, 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 90% of podcasts failing or pod failing in the first 12. And pod failing mean like abandonment. So you started creating 
and then you stopped for whatever reason. I said, I'm not going to stop creating. I'm going to make it. I took breaks along the way. I mean, my second week, I, I published my kickoff episode on my birthday in July. And then as we all know, if you've been following anything, I got laid off the following Monday and <laughs> I took that week off. So literally the second week of my podcast project, I took time away. I needed it. I needed it for me. And there were other weeks too where I just took some time to pause and give myself some space from the project so that I could continue. So, you know, reminding myself that rest is part of the process and it's not earned. And also, I'm a one-woman show over here. I don't have a production crew. I don't have an editing team. I don't have marketing support. This is all coming from me and all of that takes time and brain energy, and it's a needy beast. If I wanted to do it the way that I want to do it, um, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute. So today, 20th episode, today's just about like being in reflection and, and, and thankfulness for the creation. So I'm appreciative of the people who have come out of the woodwork. I mean, because truly, people who I would not have expected distant familial relatives at a reunion this summer were like, I listened to every episode of your podcast. (laughs) What? Thank you. I mean, I couldn't be more honored. And that it happens every once in a while. I'll get a comment or a DM or something just that someone says, wow, this really resonated with me, or I really needed to hear that message today, or maybe this content isn't something that works in my industry or or relates to my everyday life, but I still just really like hearing your take on things or or listening to your energy. And I just appreciate every comment like that, every piece of feedback. And because um, because I don't know, I don't know unless I'm told. I just I just hope <laughs> I just hope and I keep creating 20 episodes, lots of interviews some really great insights. Um, Usually at the end of my interviews, my cheeks have hurt from smiling or laughing so much, which is like so fun. (laughs) I got to meet some people I never, that weren't like in my circle. They weren't in my bubble. And anyone who has said they are interested in being on the podcast, no, I haven't forgotten about you. I keep a list of all of that. It's just truly a matter of sorting like, what fits with life. And I know that that's not super polished, but again, this is this is a grassroots, homegrown, low stakes podcast, um, but I have not forgotten about you. So I wanted this podcast to be a place where we brought together different, different people from different professions and t- to talk about different lifestyles. And just for me as a, as a host to save a safe space where others can listen in and get to know the world a little better. And sometimes that's in a professional sense, talking about social media industry and career journeys and trends. And sometimes it's in a more personal sense. And it's talking about flavors of parenthood and mental health. So knowing that that dream came true by having on people who worked on huge social media accounts. I mean, 
If you haven't listened to Sarah's episode, she is the social media manager, strategist, owner, and and genius behind the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation account, which goes viral, what, every other day? <laughs> and then influencers like Hungry Girl Minneapolis coming on the show and talking about her experience both from someone who's created a channel and and what that could mean for someone who wants to listen and be a creator themselves, but also the social pros on the other side of that working relationship, knowing what it's like to work with an influencer. Maybe that's a space you want to get into. So we did, we talked about that. Early on, we talked with one of my best friends, Katrina Hetke, who is a licensed counselor about seeking therapy and and it's okay to not be okay and what that looks like from a relationship and battling my own stigma around it that there is a certain level of trauma you need to experience to unlock and ultimately earn therapy. And we talked about how if there's something on your mind, just talk about it. That you don't need like nothing you're not crazy for going to therapy. You're not there's doesn't need to be anything categorically wrong with you, which by the way, there's no hard and fast definition of what that even is. That it's like brushing your teeth, but brushing your brain. And I'm so thankful for all of the professionals who came on and dedicated their time to the listeners and volunteered their time to me to generously share their information, their knowledge, and their life experiences with us. Yeah, I'm just so thankful for all those people. So for episode 20, what I wanted to do today was go through my top five and maybe not even my top five because it's my top five today, but guaranteed I'm going to publish this episode and think of, oh, I should have said that. I'll think of something different. I'll modify it, but that's okay. My top five today in this moment, learnings. Um, And it's a mix of learnings. It's also a mix of recommendations um, and one manifestation. So the first learning that I wanted to talk about, I guess it's less of a learning and more of a reflection and a realization that you need to honor how hard creation is. Consuming is easy. We do it all the time. We consume Netflix, we consume TikToks, we consume books, we consume all this stuff all the time. Consumption is easy. Criticizing is easy. You consume and then you criticize. Did you like that book? Did you like that restaurant? Did you like that podcast episode? I hope you did. Creating is hard. Something I've picked up, which I did a lot more in my younger years and now specifically this month have really leaned into is creative writing. So I've been participating in a challenge called National Novel Writing Month, which is every November. And there is a whole group, a community of people who want to write, who want to write and in various types of creations. But so I'm writing a romance novel and I started in November on November 1st with a very light outline. So I hadn't written any words yet. I had a very light outline. And last night, I crossed 16,000 words. I finally had a thousand word day. And so some of these days, creation has been so hard. It's just like, 
I feel it feels so forced. It doesn't feel natural. I don't feel inspired. But again, I'm committed to this level of execution for the month of November to write every day. And creation inspires creation. But to get the ball rolling, that is really hard. And some people are just more naturally inclined to being a creative person. I would say I definitely like straddle that line. And I have creative floods and moments. And when they happen, and they're always at an inopportune time, um, I always have to capitalize on it. And I miss them often because they come at a time when I don't have the tools that I need to create the thing that I'm inspired for in that moment, right? So all of this rambling to just say that we need to honor how hard it is to create. So when we look at a TikTok and we feel entertained, like, Give that person a like. Creating is hard. (laughs) If you read a book, just think about, like, I've written 16,000 words in 27 days. 20, well, yeah, because yesterday I passed 16,000 words and it was November 27th. So 27 days it's taken me to write 16,000 words. The average novel is like 50,000 words. So that person puts many months of their mental energy into creating that and then people just like tear them apart and so I'm not not to say that there isn't bad stuff created like there are bad movies out there things that we're wondering why the hell did this get funded (laughs) but still like putting yourself out there and being creative is really hard so this is more of a call to action for kindness for creators that's what it is so honoring the creative struggle and what it means to be a creator And not just create something, but then like offer it, offer it out to the world for all of that easy to come by criticism. The second thing that I learned from this podcast was not something that necessarily surprised. I knew it would happen, but the amount that became more apparent to me throughout was did surprise me. So It's the hidden workload that comes with podcasting. And it's kind of like the hidden workload that comes with parenting. Like right now, a very real example to compare, which is is not apples to apples comparison, but it's the best I can do in this moment. Potty training my kid. I'm teaching Emmett, my human toddler baby, (laughs) how to do his business in a potty and not in his pants and not in his diaper, in a freaking potty. I knew when I became a parent, at some point, I would need to potty train my human. But what that actually looks like and the the exhaustion around it and the frustration, but then the joy and the celebration and all the things that come with it, the laundry, the disinfecting wipes, the different motivations for him, like... The sticker chart didn't work very long, so then we had to move on to candy. And then I was like, we are eating too much candy. So now I put, I told them, if you don't have accidents for a whole month, we will go to Disney World or Disneyland. We'll go to Disney. I'll take you somewhere warm where Mickey Mouse is. Hidden workload. Same with podcasting. So the behind the scenes efforts that go into this creation and why I'm familiar with this is because of my social media background. I know about what it takes like it's that it's that picture of the tip of the iceberg that what we see is above the water is only 10 percent of the iceberg and 90 percent of the work it goes unseen and unappreciated but it's things like the admin work 
So emailing people, setting up interviews, creating Zoom meetings, hosting the meeting, any takeaways afterwards like like compiling resources for the episode description, writing all that stuff. And then something which I want to be better at in future episodes is really just the promotion, which is the piece that I thought I would be the best at, but with and and I'm probably a little harder on myself than the average bear, but just the additional tasks that go into like promoting these episodes, I don't again, I don't have a team. It's just me. And it's yeah, it's a big it's a big time suck. So that workload is major and I value I I would value some help with this, but it also is like chicken and egg. Do I pay for help so that I can try to get this podcast a little more promotion and possibly sponsored? Or do I do it all myself, get all this legwork going, like really try to push and pitch and everything to try to get a sponsor so then I can pay for help and then it would keep building chicken and egg. Recording each episode varies. Um, I think so my shortest my shortest take was episode one, which was really like a trailer. And I think the longest recording that I had to edit down, it was about an hour and 45 minutes. And that was the recording, not editing the recording. When do you, when do I have time to do that? At night. <laughs> and it goes down and I can, I can try to get editing done then. Um, I've edited on lunch breaks. I've edited at airports, um, hotel rooms. It's... It's very like whenever I can get to it. And it takes a lot of time and I've I've definitely gotten faster at it, but it still takes a lot of time. So again, like getting the podcast promoted would be one type of service. Getting the podcast like produced or edited, that would be a different service. So all this could end like could cost a ton of money, but I'm doing it all myself. So that's all that time that I have to account for that contributes to this hidden workload. The third item that I wanted to call out on my list of learnings from from starting this podcast and making it to episode 20 is an appreciation for the unexpected support, which I touched on a little bit. But I can't stress enough that the surprising amount of people and the surprising type of people who have come out and shared that they're following along really is just so heartwarming, pure, genuine, day oneers, OGs supporting the podcast. And so I love seeing this community mature and build. And I'm just excited to see what happens with this community going forward. And so that support doesn't go unnoticed. There isn't a way to support me enough. That's not a thing. Just Anything is great and everything is appreciated. I liken it to when I was laid off. And there were some people in my network who came out of the woodwork to really support and to to just, yeah, to just really support me, to send me job listings, to offer to have coffee, to send me a message to say, hey, I know so-and-so at this company. Can Can I get you a connection? Can I be a referral? The strength in the community is just so beautiful and so powerful. And I just, I appreciate this community and what's being built here. And that leads me into my fourth thing, which is 
learning from my listeners and and leaning into the listeners. So there's a great book. Um, the author's name is Marcus. The last name is escaping me, but the book is mostly about, well, it's 100% about marketing. It's called They Ask, You Answer. And it is a surefire way to create a an effective marketing strategy. Because think about it, like you want to know something, you go to Google, you ask, it answers. So if you are a small business or if you're someone who's trying to build a brand um, for a brand you represent, or if you are your own brand, if you, if like if I, if Gabby is a brand and I'm trying to build Gabby as a brand, I need to think about what do people ask me? What do they want to know? And then answer that in my content. And if you can monetize it, great. But they ask, you answer. Lessons from the listeners. I've got, I've had some really great, I haven't had a whole lot of constructive criticism on the podcast, although it would be welcome. Like well-intentioned feedback that can help me grow, it would be absolutely welcomed. But really, listeners sending me messages and giving me ideas on what to host a podcast about, what a, what a topic can be for a future episode, that shapes my agenda. It shapes my itinerary. It's the reason that I met certain people or it's the reason that I sought out certain certain guests to come on and be interviewed. So you can help me shape the path of this. Like I'm listening and you're teaching me just as much as I hope you're learning from the different people who come on and from the insights that are shared in this space. Know that you influence my content decisions. And and if you've ever sent a message about anything, like here, I've got a note. I don't know where I put it. I have a note somewhere in this room because I said at, a couple weeks ago, I'm like, should Travis and I do a, an episode for our anniversary? It was our four-year wedding anniversary on Thanksgiving this year. And a bunch of people said yes. And then I said, okay, if you wanted that, what does that look like? What do you want to know? I have all of those questions written down. Like that episode will happen. It just might not have happened when I thought it would because holidays be crazy, but it will happen eventually. Making it to episode 20 was really important because as I said at the beginning, I have really pushed myself and grown in that execution space. However, I've learned a lot about myself and what through, through those first four points, like what it takes to create the podcast that I want to create. What is the level of product that I want to be putting out there? What do I want to be known for? And what kind of space do I want to continue to host and at what quality? And I feel like I have so many areas where I can grow and do better. And that's great. And I know like anybody's first of anything is always typically the worst. The first time you try something, whether it's baking or a cartwheel or a podcast, like they can only get better and I want to keep getting better. And so what I know for me, my fifth thing is um, less of a learning and more of an application, more of an announcement. I'm going to continue the podcast in 2024. Gift of Gab will continue. I'm going to be making a few tweaks, however. So first of all, episode 20 is going to be my last episode of 2023. I'm going to publish this, and then December is going to be a time of just 
getting through the holidays. And I don't mean that to say I don't enjoy them. But I think people who are typically, like any mothers listening, know the mental load that goes into the holidays. Luckily, this year, I'm not hosting. But we do have some travel planned, and that gives us a whole other level of of stuff. So knowing what December is going to look like for me, I'm going to celebrate this milestone, bask in it, and use December to really plan thoughtful content going forward into 2024. So you can expect new episodes, episode 21 and beyond in 2024. That also being said, I'm going to be switching up my publication schedule. So now episodes are going to be every other week. And that feels good to me. That feels like a good amount of content. That feels like a manageable amount of stuff to do. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the growth of the podcast. Not to say this ever, can't ever go back again. I'm the captain. I'm the captain now. <laughs> I'm the captain of this ship. Maybe I get antsy. Maybe I get laid off again. Maybe we get sponsored and my sponsor won't sponsor me unless I do weekly. Who knows? Maybe there's something that tips me over to go back to weekly content. But for now, well, not for now because I'm taking December off, but for the foreseeable future, I'm planning on switching to bi-weekly. And yeah, I feel good about it. That feels right to me. The other thing I'm going to be doing in December is um, switching my office. Well, technically it already happened. So my husband and I traded offices. I'm now in a larger room, a bigger space. And part of that is so that I can make a dedicated podcasting space. So what I'm hoping to do in 2024, and by saying it out loud means I am committing to it. So this will happen. I'm hoping to permanently implement a video component of the podcast. What that's going to end up looking like and what execution is going to make the most sense for that remains to be seen. So TBD, stay tuned. However, I am going to be making like a cute little podcasting corner and having a dedicated space for this instead of needing to scoot all my work stuff over to the side, move all my podcast stuff in the way. And so anyway, it's the podcast is getting its own dedicated space in our house now, which is kind of cool. So that will be some more work that I'm doing in December while I'm ramping up for 2024 episodes. People say when you write a book, you like birthed a book. (laughs) I feel like I've birthed a podcast also. Like there's been joy, there's been stress, there's been learnings, there's been like sometimes I have these moments where I kind of resent. I'm like, I have to edit. It's not what I want to do right now. I mean, we all feel that way about stuff, but I definitely have had those moments. And then there's other times where it's like I get lifted up because someone sends me a DM to say, oh, I really loved this. I really loved that comment you made. I really love that guest you had on. Or I shared it with a friend and now they listen to you too. Like that's such an honor to me. To be part of anyone's day is an honor to me. I think I've exhausted the level of gratitude. I mean, honestly, it sounds cheesy at this point, but I truly feel it. I feel it at a molecular level. So thank you so, so much for supporting me and getting me to episode 20 because I couldn't do it without the support either. If I didn't feel like I was creating for a community of this, this, this amazing community that's being formed, I don't know. I don't know. I hope I would have continued, but I don't know if I would have continued past episode 13. I think I would have made it to 13 and said that that was the goal. I'm, I might pod fade now. So thank you, listeners. 
Thank you so much for being here from episode one to episode 20. I'm so excited to bring new content to you in 2024. I can't wait to see who I get for guests, what kind of interviews we're able to do, what kind of learnings we're able to have, what kind of insights we'll be able to share, and the community that we will continue to build next year and hopefully for many years. So for the last time in 2023, I just want to thank everyone one more time for listening, liking, rating, sharing, commenting, following, downloading, all the things. Everything helps. Everything's appreciated. Thank you for spending your unrefundable life energy listening and supporting the podcast. For the last time in 2023, I'm Gabby and we'll see you next year. Thank you.